Yes, are we recording? Yes, we are. I'm a we quite are good recording. Levels good. Is where we're going. So. Position one is in position. Is position yeah. two in position? <laughs> so, Danny Boy to Red Leader, we're ready to go. We are ready to go. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that has tries to answer the question by three people who just keep going into the cinema, watching stuff on Netflix and coming on talking about it under the pretense of trying to tell you where it's best to spend your money. My name is Tosin and I am based up in Midlands and Coventry and joining me on the Isle of Wight are Sean. Hello there. And Sharon. Hello. <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing? Yeah, a bit rushed, but you know, but yeah, busy, rushed busy, and yeah, sweating rushed, as usual. Sweating I hope I'm not too smelly, Sharon. <laughs> no. I know you're sitting right next to me. Well, but... I've been cutting grass for four yeah. hours, so, so I smell of grass and sweat. So oh, that's all right then. So, yeah. Yellow and that. Well, yeah. So we're pretty good, Tozin. Thank you. How about your good old self? Um, I am doing. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I mean, this is one of those times because it's it's a sweltering day today, and it's one of those days. Yeah. Where... So is it as Scorchio in the Midlands as it is on the Isle of Wight? It is definitely well. I... I don't think anyway is ever as scorchy as it is on the Isle of Wight, but the Midlands is having a good go. Midlands is giving it a good old English try. Good. <laughs> I'll tell you good that for much. You. Uh, you might be able to hear that I have got, I've, I've picked up a little bit of a sore throat, so I will be coughing throughout oh. this whole thing. Sorry to say, okay. and um, and uh, but I I will soldier on. I will soldier on. And I just wanted... You won't be able to hear it, but I've been bitten a lot this week by bugs and bitey things. So I shall be scratching throughout the show, but you won't be able to hear that. Is, is that that's the wonder of being a gardener this time of year, isn't it? Yes, bite, bitey things and sunburn. Yeah. All right, cool. And um, so with, I just wanted to say a quick hello to a, somebody called Ali Hussey who has got in touch with us on Facebook. And obviously on Facebook, we have the title Netflix as a cinema. And all he's written, he's just put a post on our Facebook page. And all he said is Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> so so I've, I've, I've sent him back and I said, thanks, Oli. We also talk stuff available on Amazon Prime on the podcast. And actually said that uh, I've, I've, I've extended an olive branch saying, we would, would you be willing to come into the show and say why you don't like cinema and prefer Prime to Netflix? And nothing from Ollie so far. But I, I'm oh, actually... Wow. Yeah, okay. Ollie, if you're listening, oh, that would be great. And please get in touch with us because I'm not actually sure whether he's listened to any of the podcasts, but he just kind of goes... He put another post on that goes, rubbish, to be honest, both expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think Ollie might not be entirely happy with our send thing. But thank you for getting in touch, Ollie. Uh, we'd like to hear more people get in touch with us. And um, so this, you, this is a week in which we have come back from our first, our first deliberate fallow period where we decided, you know what, we're going to do three weeks on doing the podcast and take one week off. If nothing else, so we can remember why we, why we like watching films, because um, I, I think Sharon, sometimes you've experienced this, that we're trying to get, get, keep a job down and everything like that and trying to find the time to actually watch um, films. It can just become like another extra pressure. Yeah, it's a joy. It becomes a job and not a joy. Yeah, and until somebody pays us for it, so. <laughs> which of course we are open. You're welcome to. that day. <laughs> yeah, we're open to sponsorship. I can wear a t-shirt on a podcast. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> until somebody gives us money to do this, I mean, yeah, well, no, definitely, it's it is the case. So, well, uh, how has the follow period worked for you guys? You guys get to see see stuff. You guys 
get to feel like you know. Yeah, I've, got, I've, I've seen loads actually. To be fair, I've seen loads. Um, I've, uh, I'm on both both mediums, so I've been to the cinema a fair old bit. I yeah. know we're only going to review sort of three films today, but I know we've seen some others, and Sharon's seen Tolkien, which yes, I mean, I've we been discussed, to cinema. We discussed yeah. the other week, I think. Yes, so. it was actually easier. I found, yeah, without the pressure of thinking, oh, I've got to get a film in, I actually managed to get three films in. <laughs> <laughs> and we we saw one together. Well, we saw two, two together, together, didn't we? Yeah. We've seen two together. Yeah. So, so what about that? So, so yeah. So, um, just just briefly, because we spoke about Tolkien, I would like to I would like to get um, Sharon's sort of take on My it, rating. just quickly. Yeah, yeah. We, we we did a the full review last week, so we yeah. know it's basically the the life the of life of a young Tolkien and yeah. the inspiration that led him to write Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and it sort of shows his experiences as growing up in the First World War, and then as he's courting his wife. So all these different things influenced his work, and you see the influences throughout the film, sort of pictorially, and they are how things have influenced him and how it's inspired his work. And so I actually really liked it. I, it really engaged me in the way of the telling of it. The characters, I think, were sympathetic to the real people. They weren't portrayed as being too good or too perfect so I enjoyed that and the, the building of the relationships between these sort of his fellowship his friends in your uh, university and then his experiences in the trenches so for me I really enjoyed it it really did sort of appeal to me it was a sort of film I enjoy and I really liked it so I would give it a four to add to last week's score so yeah I enjoyed it very much I saw a film I mean won't discuss it I'll just discuss it real quickly now yeah, yeah. I saw a film called The Corrupted, which was basically, if anyone's seen a film called The Long Good Friday, it's sort of a, a gangster flick that takes part in the East End just before the, the the Olympics and that. So, yeah, you know, a bit brutal, a bit crimey. It's an 18 certificate, but it's not a patch on The Long Good Friday. So, so but it gets a three, gets a three for me, that one, isn't it? So, geezers doing geezer things. Yeah, geezery, London-y. You yeah. know, underworld, nasty, hitting Boy, with baseball you. bats. And, Stop, yeah. that's With Timothy, yeah. is his name Small or Spall? Timothy Spall. Spall. Playing, yeah, yeah he, he playing a, a geezer? real, no, proper, horrible, nasty gangster. Oh, right. But he didn't convince me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay. so anyway, that was a corrupted. So we'll get down to the, the uh, yes. mains. So let's get, let's get out to the mains because what we decided to do is, obviously with so many films out there, we decided that we're all going to bring one film from Cinema Forward and one film from Netflix Forward. And sometimes there'll be overlap. We might all have seen it. And we are going to go through these, give them ratings. And at the end of the show, we're going to have a, an average score. And from there, we shall decide who has won this weekend, which gives us more bang for a buck, Netflix or cinema. So we're going to kick it off with, I think, what will probably be the big film this week. And that is John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, mm -hmm. to give it its full title. So this is the, as you might guess from the title, the third entry in the John Wick um, series, which sort of came out of nowhere a couple of years ago. I think it was about six years ago. And it just came out and being, the, the main thing about this was action. It was action that was done in a new way. Well, that it was done in a new way with Keanu Reeves, who goes around and kills a whole bunch of people because they kill his dog and steal his car. And it's and it's kind of like one of these sort of hard boiled. I felt like it almost had a bit of a seventies aesthetic, which is like you know we don't have there isn't much else. It's like this is this is it. This is it's a lean piece of action cinema. We're not adding any frills to it or anything like that. That 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 was what they gave and it, and it spawned two sequels. And we we now have John Wick, John Wick Chapter Three. This kicks off like 
two minutes after the end of John Wick chapter one, where John Wick on the run with every single hitman in New York out for him because they all won the 14 million uh, pound, uh, 40 million dollars that has been put on his head. And from there on, it just carries on with John Wick going around the world, killing a whole bunch of people. So, <laughs> so that, that's a brief synopsis. What did you guys think of this? Because I think this is a film we have all seen. Yeah. Do you want to go first, Sharon? Well, yeah, I, the, the thing that appeals to me about the John Wick films is that it's like a world builder, isn't it? It's created a world of like this this association of assassins yep. where they have their own currency, they have their own tailors, they make, they're, they're bulletproof suits, but yep. they're not just, you know, jumpsuits. They're like sharp, you know, Savile Row, but with that Let, extra ching. Let's put it, they, 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 wouldn't have, look out of, they wouldn't look out of place at Fashion Week in Milan, for instance. No, they're just stylish and they have their own hotels, they have their own doctors, they have a network of like informers and so it's like they've built a whole world and I think that's what appeals to it. It's like they don't, they're not saying this is reality, they're saying this is like heightened reality, this is a world where, you know, every assassin in the world knows each other, there's a code of conduct, yep. there's a, 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 a hierarchy and an authority that they submit to. So it's got, there's that appeal to it about, it's like this is structured, it's organised, and they have a code. And if you break the code, then heaven help you. And so this is the, this is, he broke the code in the second film, and in the third film, obviously, he's reaping the It's world. the consequences, yeah. Yeah, so I, I enjoy the, the world building. I enjoy Keanu Reeves as this, as John Wick. Yep. He's effortlessly cool. He's effortlessly brutal and violent, but he has his own moral centre. So that appeals as well. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was about half an hour too long, quite yeah. frankly. Yep. I got to a point where I was, you know, I wanted them to kick their last kick and to punch their last punch yep. and, you know, move on. Because I after one sequence of frantic, furious fighting... They just changed the weapons, but it was the same. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just beat up this bad guy in, you know, endlessly. So I got to the point where I was thinking, can I go home now? <laughs> but for me, I, but for saying me, that, I did like it. So I liked yeah. it. For me, this was a film of two halves. Yeah. The first oh, yeah. half was absolutely brilliant. The scene with Halle Berry and the first two fight scenes, yeah. for me, were just well, uh, what yeah, you, absolutely so, uh, the, the one in the library. Yeah, that one, yeah. and you know the one, the one with Halle Berry. Halle Berry yeah. was really good with the, yeah, you know, with the dogs. And then it fell flat on his face. It was too <laughs> long. And why on earth would he go traipsing across the? Th so, so he goes, you know, he, yeah. he goes across places the to get different things. Why would he do that? That's just like totally spoil it. He goes yeah. in there. He says, "Yeah, I'm going to change my ways." Does something, and then we end up back in. The yeah, and, yeah, and there's yeah. that fight. Fight that goes on way, the way wall, too the long. Hat in the, the room of mirrors. Yeah, yeah. Well, it felt way, like mirrors, way, but it's just way, like these optical illusions. It's trying to yeah. be like, and I mean, yeah. The thing is with me, exactly right. The thing is with me. There's those sort of thing out, out of those films, right? With films like that, and that's probably just me. But I find it with a lot of films is I like the crowd fight scenes. I really like the crowd, but I find yeah. the one on ones they go on a too little long. bit too. You know, these super trained guys, but it just goes on a little bit too long. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Enter the Dragon, I love the I love the, the scene in the basement and the scenes before, but the actual one-on-one, -on -one, I, I thought, yeah, come on, let's, get on, with it, let's get on with it. Um, so, yeah, so for me, it was a film of two halves. I loved the, the, the first half of the film. The second film, I thought, was absolutely stupid. I couldn't understand why he did the things he did. So we just mentioned, you know, 
Bingo, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah. then, then it's suddenly, you know, and it just, No, like, I don't understand why he chopped his I just off. like, what the hell? What the hell? Are you, you know, where's this going? Where is it's it going? It's an act of parenting. Yeah, 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 it didn't make is, a lot of sense so, to me. I, I, would agree, I would agree with you. I, I'll stop you guys before you get, you get way more spoilerific. Okay. But, <laughs> but yeah, the thing is, I, I would agree with you on, on a lot of those things because I was really, really hoping, and I don't think it's a spoiler to say this, but I was really hoping that this was going to be the final part of the trilogy. But the way they end this film, they make it go, ooh, come back for John Wick 4. And I was just kind of yes. like, no, no. I mean, I'm, because quite frankly, it's like if you look at the end of John Wick 3, he's in no different place than he was at the end of John Wick 2. Right. So, and, and, uh, and, and, but, some, but as you said, Sean. It's a mockery. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, a mockery. I, I think it's a, it's a mockery I, I, of the whole thing. I think it's a you mockery know, of the, the whole, whole thing. Because, I, you, I, you know, it's just the Assassin's Guild is like the thing. And it's yet, the authority, it's just, yeah. Hello. Sorry, please. It, it's I so, and I, I, I fear uh, the, the way. Um, Going with what you're saying, Sean, I feel like like the second half of this film is where it starts becoming flabby, and it starts being like, uh, and it's the first John Wick was nice and simple. You killed my dog, you yeah. stole my car. I want my That's car it. back. I'm going to find people who stole, who killed my dog. That's it. And that was you could follow that all the way through. You could follow out why this guy is doing this, and it might be the flimsiest of reasons to put a whole bunch of action sequence together, but you could follow it. And then in this one, like. The the you know the stuff with Halle Berry and everything like that and yeah. I know Bro, uh, yeah. I was about to go Jerome Jerome Robson who plays Braun in Game of Thrones he shows yeah, yeah, up yeah. he shows up in, in quite in quite that's fun. another thing to talk about yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, and the Game of Thrones yeah I was actually thinking that we could have put put that on next week put that on next week and it's okay. yeah and it's um yeah so he shows up for like a quite a quite fun cameo and you're like okay yeah but I think the the whole because there's a there's a whole sequence of this thing where they go to Morocco. And the way that plays out, it really, really does become, for me, like um, The Last Jedi. Remember in The Last Jedi, there's a sequence where they go off to a planet and it's also like a Canto Bite. It's a... It's a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I know, with, with, yeah. The, with yeah. the little Yoda girl character. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, it's the, it's the bit where they go to the casino, the casino planet. And I'm, I remember saying at the time that you could cut that sequence out of the film, it won't make any difference whatsoever. Yeah, and I feel the same exactly. thing with the Morocco se- sequence. I mean, I, yeah. I, I've loved the fact we got to see Halle Berry, but at the end I was like, that whole Morocco sequence, we could have done without it because it ended up meaning nothing. It ended up making exactly. no difference whatsoever. Yeah. And, and this is where, and so, I mean, there's things about it, about the action. I mean, I, I really do like the action because even in the action sequences, the way they've done it, you can see logic in the action of how they're going. Like, there's a bit where he's, he has this sort of gunfight with all these people who are wearing, like, heavily armored, heavily armored suits. And you can see in the, way yeah. he, in the way he goes to actually get a kill, you can see how he has to do it. And, and you're, yeah, like, you're, you're like, oh, I can see the logic. I can track this. You can see what he's trying to do in every single action sequence, which I quite like. But Yeah, I'd say that... I- that's what I say. I like those scenes. Those scenes were yeah. really good. I could. I, that was that was perfect. You know, they got the heavily armoured. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's yeah, it does what, take a turn yeah. after Morocco, doesn't it? Yeah. And it, I think because they have this sort of Mark de Cascos in it, I think they're probably thinking we cannot not have a massive brawl between the two of them because they're, you know, because of who they are. Yeah. But that just went on too long, didn't it? Okay, it was just like just shoot him in the head. Just yeah, shoot him. Well, in the head. I, I I liked the interplay between those two characters, but I mean, and the director of the film has said that he wants to give you action fatigue. I think he was a bit too successful in that, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think because yeah. you just you just go like I know exactly what you're saying, Sean. When you're like, can we go home now? 
Well, I Sharon was, said it as yeah. well. She talks about yeah. yeah, yeah, it was and, half an hour and, too long. And then at the end of the film, you're kind of like, "What? There's another one?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that. You know, it was like I, that was the thing that disappointed me. Was these? As I say, I'm going to repeat it again. The Assassin's Guild is like the elite. You, you know, and you don't mess with them. Yeah, and he messed with them. You know. Yeah, and it's like, but is he, he going to be taking on the whole of this? Wow. The, well, the guild now? yeah, yeah, they're 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 going to try and do a whole thing where they bring the world down. But uh, I think unfortunately, I'm, I was looking forward to it, but I think in the end, I had to give it uh, because the action is good. I would give it a three. The story, I think, yeah, is, I, would, I, would, I, I think the story I, just takes a nosedive, as you said, Sean. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you, Tozen. Thanks for that. I was going to say I'll give it a three as well because the action sequences, like like you mentioned, the one with the arm and, and the other ones. Yeah, when they do them well, action. they yeah. do them very well. They well but then but. they. Yeah, so it's a three, three for me, and it's a three for me. No. All right, cool. Three, we, we're in agreement. Assistant. Even though I did think that you know the the fight scene on motorcycles, yeah, as cool as it is, and you might say it's a homage, but I feel like they ripped it off from the villainess. Yeah, well, <laughs> villainess or Game of Death, yeah, which was a Bruce Lee film. Oh yeah, Bruce Lee film, was, yeah. Wasn't Bruce Lee film? You remember where they were on the motorbikes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember he spends a lot, a large part of that in, in like a motorcycle helmet. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good it. point. <laughs> I didn't even did not even think of that. All right, cool. And so that's cinema co- kicking off with. Oh, I have to say, is a little bit of a disappointment. But now we go over to Netflix, and uh, I think two of the films we two of the things we're talking about on Netflix this week are where I think Netflix comes into its own. Where it's a film that was released in the cinemas, did not have that much of a wide release, and so you just have to wait and wait for it to come up. And when it comes on Netflix, you can catch up with it. And Sharon, you saw a film like this this week, didn't you? <laughs> Yes, I saw a film called Swimming with Men, mm-hmm. um, which oh, is yeah. from 2018. It sounds a little bit, but it's basically it's a gentle comedy. Um, a man um, has had a, is having a midlife crisis, played by Rob Brydon, mm-hmm. and he just <laughs> it doesn't sounds know like, it sounds his like you place the, in the world. It sounds like you said the midlife crisis was played by Rob Brydon. <laughs> Which I, oh, sorry, yeah, I, that is a film I would love to see. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's this. He's an accountant. He's been married a long time. He's got a grown-up family. Um, and he just is, feels lost in his life. <laughs> and he's lost sort of sense of meaning and purpose. Even though there's nothing obviously wrong, he does, he's, just, he's just lost his way. And he's just having this crisis of identity and everything. And the one thing he likes to do, and is his escape, is he goes swimming. He just does swims endlessly doing lengths. And one day when he was at the pool, he sees this group of men there. Um, synchronized swimming <laughs> and by he's one day he gets talking to these guys and he's saying the reason why your routine isn't working is because it's a mathematical problem you don't have enough people you need one more member or one less member to make that your routine work and they say wow are you a swimming instructor they said no i'm an accountant but it's mathematics yeah and they say we need someone like you on our team and he's like no <laughs> but eventually he decides that he will join this male synchronized swimming team and then it's it just follows on from there and he en- they end up going to the unofficial world synchronized swimming championships and is that against all girls no it's that, always against all men it's all men yeah it's so based on a true story actually it, there is actually a men's synchronized swimming, men's synchronized like, swimming world oh championship God. and there there's a real mixed bunch you've got rob bryden is our protagonist we see everything through his eyes and the leader of the synchronized swimmers is played by rupert graves and there's 
Jim Carter's in there. Daniel Mays is in there. Adil Akhtar. Uh, Daniel... Yes, there's a yeah Adil Akbar, as you say. There's another guy, um, Thomas Turgus, we've seen in a few. Oh years. yeah, yeah. From this is England. So this is England. Yeah. So there's and one really bad scene real... in Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> there's this really dis yeah this disparate group of men who they they decide they say when you go into the pool you leave everything behind you just you know you leave your worries behind you and you just swim and do the thing. Oh. So it, I just I just really like this film. So so in some ways when this was when this film was released it seemed like almost they were trying to make a British answer to Fight Club with <laughs> With less violence. Synchronized swimming. Yeah, with, yeah, but with synchronized swimming. I mean, there were a lot of words bandied around when it was released in cinemas. Things like, oh, you know, addresses like, you know, masculinity and what it means to be a man in today's society and all that kind of stuff. Is that, did you, is that some of the kind of thing you picked up or did you just think, no? Just I think it mas- did. I think that how, in some ways, sort of, you know, men have, um, well, they've done so much to promote sort of the sisterhood with women and about promoting equality and promoting, you know, women's rights and about being strong and being forceful and being... And it's like sometimes men just get put aside. <laughs> they right. become less important in some ways. And so that could be really challenging to someone's identity, not just as a man, but if you you feel that you have no value or if you feel that you're just drifting through your life then oh, I, don't, I don't know what i don't know what place there is for me in the world at the moment or something like that yeah if they they that that sense of you know <coughs> especially like with rob bryden's character his wife's very successful she's become a counselor she's an independent strong woman and it's like okay do you need me anymore do you love me anymore do you yeah and so he's just suffering this midlife crisis so i think yeah it's something it's like saying to the men you know sometimes you can just have things for men (laughs) and men giving supporting each other and you know helping each other and being with one another as a friendship there's value in that and you know we tend to see things like the chick flicks where it's all like girls supporting one another women supporting one another but this is like actually men need that support network as well and this is a group of men from different backgrounds they've got different things going on in their lives we get a little glimpse of these things throughout the film but basically it's about them supporting one another working together finding a purpose together and enjoying themselves just by swimming about and kicking it about in the water and um having a bit of a riot when they do it and i really enjoyed it i thought it was like i like the sort of the gentle the very British quality to it. I, to me, this just is this appeal to me. This film and the fact that it is ludicrous, but it is heartwarming, and you you do root for them when they do. Um, when they, I won't give any spoilers, but when they compete in the the world, the unofficial world championships for synchronized swimming, and they they announce in reverse order the. The, the teams and they announce first of all that you know America come last and they're like punching the air and cheering and shouting and they said and all these Americans are like going what the hey and they say no, no no it's just that we're not last <laughs> we're really <laughs> celebrating we're really happy that we haven't come last <laughs> and they were thrilled at the thought that they might be sort of in 10th place so I like, go yeah. yay yeah. we've come we've got somewhere and um, I won't tell you where they did rank but it was, it was to me it's a charming film so I really enjoyed it how many stars did you give that? How many stars? I would give it actually four. Whoa. I really enjoyed it. Good. It was just to me, it was like a... So was that originally a cinema film? Was that a Netflix yeah. film? No, it was, was originally it? in cinemas. 
cinema sound. But it, it just it did not have a it did not have that wider release. Not have a general release. Mm. Yeah. No, I just don't I didn't remember seeing it at all before. Yeah. Come across it on Netflix by chance and I thought, I think I'll give that a go. <laughs> I'm glad I did. All right, cool, good stuff. I, I think you might have just identified a new genre, the chick flick for men. Chick flick for men, yes. <laughs> well, what that called a, 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 a what do they call that? A bromance flick. I thought of Blockbuster, but... <laughs> that works. Cool, cool. I, I thought of Blockbuster, but, that makes, but then again, you could say almost every big film is a Blockbuster. So, <laughs> yeah. Like the Fast and Furious movies, eh, Sean? And moving on. Yeah, like the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. Oh, my God. There you go. There you go. Okay, Get at, out of here. Yeah, and moving on. <laughs> moving on. Boom, 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 boom. Before, before Sean, before Sean explodes. You're gonna turn your back on. Fa- you're gonna turn your back on family. Okay. Be, 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 before Sean blows Don't talk up. To me about Fast and Furious. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm a, Sharon, Sharon, Calm I down. think. Sharon, I think I've set him off. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I stepped on a landmine there. All right. Cool. So now we're gonna go back to cinema and talk about the Curse of La Llorona. Oh, the Curse of La Llorona. Okay. Cool. What so, a good thing. Espanol. Espanol, I think, or Italian, or I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. I think it's probably Spanish. It's but Spanish, anyway, yeah. yeah, it's got to be Spanish because she's Mexican. So, yeah. Obviously. Hola, hola, Espanol. Hola. Habla Espanol, señor. No, so, okay. So, Sorry. Sean, this, this, is, this is a horror movie, <laughs> and carrying on with your, e- with your endless thing of trying to find something, that a horror movie that you think is actually scary. So, <laughs> tell yeah. us about this. I mean, from some of the stuff you said, you said beforehand, I have an idea of where this might go. But what did you, what do you think about this film? Oh, right, okay. Where do I start on this? Mm-mm. This was like this. That doesn't bode well. <laughs> no, does it doesn't bode well, does it really? So, to Joe Jensen, it is this is a sham. It is a <laughs> shoddy piece of well, it's not even a horror. I don't know what you call it. Comedy, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. You know. And that through the film, this La Llorona, that must be the mark of, wait for it, La Llorona. All the way through, it's just going like this, right? You've got these priests and all saying it, and there's a little pause. And you could actually, we were saying what was coming next. You could say, it will work for you, but not for me. It was like a comedy. It was a comedy. There was nothing original Was it, in it. playing it straight, though? But it yes, just it, came was. Across, it was. It was supposed to be straight. really, okay. really mega straight. And you've got, you've got, you know, oh, look. Oh dear, there's the music's building up, the music's building up. What's coming? There's all that, there's a mirror strategically placed <laughs> right in the corner of the room. So what, oh, you know, it's shooting flickers past. in the corner of your eye. And they're all exactly the same in all these Blumhouse <coughs> productions, because I think it's all part of the Annabelle mm. universe. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, the conjuring, it's, it's part of the money. conjuring, conjuring universe. Yeah. That Tell me this, spinning right? off this into is, of different areas. Yeah. What, I'm going to do that. <laughs> what, oh, I cannot believe it, right? So, Starts off with with the, the what the is le- the curse actually? So it, yes, okay, I, I, I no, love the fact yeah, that on, Sean, I love the fact that Sean has got to this level where you can't even make sentences anymore. You're just gonna like, oh, yeah. oh, I'm gonna, oh, oh, yeah, come yeah, on, because yeah. <laughs> it also makes me right. So I'm gonna what it is basically. Way back in the past, this 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 Mexican woman had killed her two sons because she she was poor, whatever. So and this she was cursed by this tree because she killed her two sons to kill if she happened to other people's children, she would have to kill them. And once they'd seen, once the children had seen La Lejona, they would be, she would be after them. 
you know what I mean, to, to kill them. That sounds a bit derivative of other things. <laughs> exactly the same, anyway. So, but she's a social worker. Okay, so I, I want to say it like this, right? And there's the mark of La Corona oh, on one of these, these lads. And the lads, she sees the lad and the lads. Anyway, they're the ones, that's the start of the film. They sort of get drowned and they're so depressed. And so she brings her kids to the... The only time in the whole film, the rest of the time, she leaves the kids on her own in the house where she goes off and does stuff. But this one particular time where the two lads at the bridge have been down, she takes her kids, you know? And the, there's the no kids, accounting for no something. Accounting for okay, okay. Sean, so, Sean, so, Sean, I'm getting a bit confused. I'm sorry. So, so, yeah. two, so two kids get drowned. And the social two kids work, get drowned. The social worker. The goes, social worker saw the goes, two kids. So, she, so, she, so wait, hang she, on, hang on a second, hang on a second. So the social worker get the two kids get drowned. The social worker goes to go check out the kids who got drowned, but she takes her own kids with her. Kids with them, yeah. Okay, cool, get you. Yeah, but she's seen she's seen the kids that got drowned. She's actually they were part of her case. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, and the mother said, "Oh, don't take them, don't take them." But anyway, she takes them and she says, "Oh, she promises them they'll be safe." But obviously, that not happen. with the curse of Larona. Not about. with the curse of Larona. Anyway, the weeping woman. So the, the, the son gets out of the car and sort of sneaks around to see what's going on. And, of course, he sees that little horn. And he gets So he goes in. And then there's, right, they're sat in the car. He goes back to the car, right? And all this weird stuff cuts out. And the windows run down. Just crash, 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 crash. Right? Mother comes back. I'm so, sorry, but I'll give you all this. She says, what's the matter? What's the matter? And they go, nothing. Now you're telling me the kids, the kids have seen all this weird shit happen, would turn around and say nothing. You know? <laughs> and then a bit later on a bit later on the daughter gets the mark. She sees the mark. She goes, Oh, what have you done there? She goes, Oh, I fell over, right? Exactly the same mark. Oh, I fell over. So she just totally ignores it. You know, she's so she would say if I was a kid, I'd say, Oh my good, let's get that looked at. That looks could be quite painful. Let's get at least No, okay. she doesn't. She just lets it like that. Okay. And it's like And she stays in the house. Why would you stay in the house with all that weird stuff going on? You'd be gone, wouldn't you? Would you toes him? Would you just wouldn't you? If there was sort of loads and loads of strange stuff going on, would you leave your kids alone in the house? No, no. you get the hell out. Get the hell out of there. Okay, so, so sorry. But so, so five I've got to say then. this. I, I, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give this something else. I'm gonna give. The, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say right. I went to see this with a friend, and it was so much fun heckling this movie. This was one of the best heckler movies I've been at since since the the black woman. Uh, the, what was the, the woman one, in two, black? The, what was that? The woman in black too. Yeah. So yeah. this was the best heckler. So and how it was in the luxury were in, room. How many people were in the cinema with you? There was us and um, two ladies up the back, I think. But oh. I mean, and but. We, we were being trying to do it under our breaths and all stuff like that. And, yeah, but um, it so was just yeah. So the, the film it's so bad, absolutely it's good. awful. So bad, it's good. So I will, I would give it absolutely so many plot holes, so many of that as a film on its own, it gets a one star. Yeah, but as a heckling film, it's pretty fun to go and watch. Yeah, but <laughs> let's give it a one star because it is awful. It is absolutely awful. It's just been churned out to try and make money. Because they must make loads of money from these films. So it's a one star with an with an asterisk. It's like, yeah, go watch it because yeah. you, you'll have fun heckling. Go see with it. It's so it's so awful. I mean, it's so awful that you know it would be good. You wouldn't, would you? You know, would, you wouldn't open if you got doors that are locked and like door slamming and all sorts of stuff going. That what would you do, Sharon? Would you think what the hell is going on here? Or would you leave your kids? I'd probably think, why is that door slamming for no reason? <laughs> But anyway, anyway, let's let's so so yeah, so fun fun to heckle. 
But to heckle. So, so, yeah, so uh, uh, if you got nothing else from that, get the fact that Sean did not think much of it, which is a bit of a is a bit of a shame because it has Linda Cardellini in it, and I will yeah. usually watch anything with her in it. I love. It. I think she's yeah, a great yeah. actress, but um, unfortunately, yeah. sounds like a bad film. And so now we go. Bad film. <laughs> we go back to Netflix, and now on Netflix this week, I saw a film called The Wife, and this is a film that I have been. I have been scouring all the streaming platforms for this film for ages. I've been like, when can I see this? When can I see this? They keep having a listing on Sky Cinema, and the listing on Sky Cinema goes to nothing. It goes to nowhere. It doesn't. It 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 says it doesn't let you watch it. It says, oh yeah, this film's here, but you can't actually click play on it because this is the film that Glenn Close got nominated for for a Best Actress award um, in February. She she lost out to Olivia Colman in The Favorite. But it's a film that I've heard so much about and I'd been wanting to find, but but it was one of those things that was in and out cinemas. It just sort of like, it didn't even clean his feet. It just sort of like flew straight through. And finally, it got on Netflix. Netflix, this is a win for you. I've got, I got to watch it earlier today and I have to say, I actually quite like this film. There isn't much to it. It's essentially at the beginning of the film, you, have, you see an old married couple and it's Jonathan Price and Glenn Close. And they're waiting for a phone call. And the man is pacing up and down. You can see that he's quite nervous. He doesn't really know what he's going to do. And it turns out the phone call that they're waiting for is from the Nobel Prize Committee. And they're saying, and it's to say, um, you've been awarded the Nobel Prize. And it, so as it goes on, you find out that this, the character played by Jonathan Price, a guy called Joe Castleman, he's quite, uh, he's quite, you know, he's quite a, uh, ooh, I guess the, you could use the word irascible. Sharon, you can have, you have to correct me on my grammar here or anything like that. That sounds about right to me. Yeah, yeah, irascible. So, he, he, you know, the kind of person who everything around him has to be done for him and everything sort of revolves around him and he's a little bit of a man baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you start getting the idea that through this marriage, um, Glenn Close, as the wife of the title, she's been doing a lot of stuff to just look after him and a lot of stuff to just make sure that he gets in the right place and a lot of stuff. And you get the idea that she sacrificed a lot of stuff for him to have the career that he has that's culminating in this Nobel Prize. And it's it's quite it's one of these sort of character pieces. And and I think Glenn Close is absolutely amazing in it. I mean her face, the woman does so much with her face to tell you what is going on without saying any words. And I think I heard the director of the film saying that the whole film is in the is in the first scene of the film. And pretty much because the, whenever I saw anything, I've been, I've been trying to avoid spoilers for this film for probably about seven months because I wanted to find somewhere to watch it, couldn't catch it in the cinema, couldn't find it in any of the streaming things, and I refused to pay any money to rent it because I was like, it will come on a streaming service sooner or later. I, and it's hard to avoid spoilers, and I think that there's some of the things of where the film goes and where the drama is, is, is well, it, it's hard to, even, even if you're watching the trailer, it's hard to avoid spoilers of where the film is going. And that's mostly down to Glenn Close's face because she tells you, in the, in five minutes into the film, something happens and she tells you with her face, this is what's going on. This is what's going on in this marriage. And, and there's one particular reaction she has. It's really, really subtle. But I feel like you, in that reaction, you get what the last 40 years of this marriage has been about. <laughs> And it's so, and it, the title tells you it's, it's the wife. It focuses on them. And I can't really talk much more about plots without giving away stuff. But I just think the way in which it's handled is just really, really well done. It has a lot to say about, 
um, you know, what women sacrifice, especially because the film is set in 1992. So there's a scene of them flying on Concord and all that kind of stuff. It's set in 1992. It starts off in, I think, 58, where um, she meets him at a college and he's a professor, she's a student, all that. And it, it goes through a lot about what it was like for a woman trying to make it in the literary world at that time. And um, and how she would have gone, or how should have they would have gone together? What it would have meant? And then asking questions as to whether, like you know, is it all right for a woman to sacrifice so that the husband can do well? And if that's the case, I think the 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 relationship is actually really really cool because it's not like one of them is the bad guy. If you get what I mean, it's it's just a it's it's one of the things where you have like two people and they have the different bits of um they they have the different things that they bring to the to the relationship and it's about how they interact with each other but that's enough of me talking do you guys have any questions about this because you're being quite quiet are you still there you're yeah. still here yeah still it here, sounds yeah. like an interesting film yeah, it sounds like an interesting is there film. any sort of like a dramatic is it sort of like a dramatic dramatic rise and fall or is it like a study a character study of this their relationship what's sort of like the what drives the film along is it just their they're sort of you know, sort of you dissecting what how their relationship works and how it's the past has influenced the the present it i think it's more of it's more of the second one it's more of a of of a of a study of their relationship of a study of these two people and how they've act and so it it doesn't it doesn't bother itself with like you know bigger ideas outside of these two people but I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of issues within these two people that other people would relate to, like uh, in a long marriage, what happens, who sacrificed more, all that kind of stuff. And I oh, oh I had something I was going to say that was going to be good, but yeah, I think it's it's more oh yeah, but what, or one extra wrinkle is that you have somebody who has been trying to do a biography of the Jonathan Price character, uh, played by Christian Slater, who keeps popping up every now and then. And he keeps trying to say, oh, yeah, trying to get an interview with different family members. And they keep rebuffing him and pushing him away. And he's trying to sort of like, he's like, okay, there's a secret in here. And he's trying to get at it. And I think Christian Slater is really good and really effective in it. He's only in a couple of scenes, but he comes in and he's almost kind of like, you know, the audience's eyes that's prying away going, what is it about these two people? What is it that's going on in the background? What it is that they're trying to put on? I think it's, it's uh, and... The, the, the secret they're holding is not like earth shattering. It's not like they killed someone or anything like that. But, well, maybe not. But, um, but it's, it's just interesting and it's quite good. It's, it's, it's only about 100 minutes long. So it's... Um, oh, so it's quite compact. It's really. quite compact. It's quite compact. There's a little bit at the beginning of them in America. Then most of it is them in Stockholm where they go for the Nobel Prize ceremony. And it's all about what happens around the Nobel Prize ceremony and how all the things that have been going on throughout their marriage come to a head. So, uh, okay. yeah, at some point it reminded me a bit of a film called 45 Years with Charlotte Ram... Was that Charlotte Rampling? Yeah, I think yes, it was. yes. Yeah, Charlotte Rampling. Uh, it reminded me a bit of that. It's not as devastating or as sad as 45 Years, but it's it's a very good film. I'll give it a four. And I'm glad oh, that... Well and thank you, Netflix. I have finally got to watch that film. I have been yeah. trying to find it for like seven months. So yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a four out of five. I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it and say, give it a go. See what you see what you think. Okay, and now we go back to the cinemas. And in cinemas, we have Aladdin that the both of you saw this week. Now, was this a preview screening? No, no, it no. was 
I think it was regular. It was. I think it's just yeah. Re- yeah. It was released was it on Friday. Day, I think. Oh, Friday. Yeah, it was released on Friday. I think. All right. Okay. Cool. So, I yeah. totally missed that. Totally missed. So this is Disney. Yeah. Disney dipping back into the back catalogue and doing the whole. We had. A, we've had some really good conversations about this. <laughs> yeah. We? So, oh yeah. Yeah. We had some... Yeah. 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 F- fire away. Let me in. Fill me in. Well, uh, you know the story of Aladdin, as you. Anyone who's familiar with the Arabian Nights, the tales of Shahrazad, knows that it's the story of Aladdin, a street thief who falls in love with a princess and then finds in this magic cave, finds this lamp that when he robs it, a genie appears and grants him three wishes. And so the story that it it follows the story of the animated film, yep. um, but it with real actors in it. Now, the only drawback to that that both Sean and I encountered was neither of us had seen the animated film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had. So when they burst into song, it's like, oh, they're singing. Yeah, they're singing. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that won't come as a surprise if you've seen the film, but I must admit I was a bit like, Oh, they're singing again. Now, I like musicals, I have yeah. to say. But I didn't recognise any... I recognised one song. Well, yeah, whole the Whole New, new world. world. Yeah, when they're flying about on a magic carpet. Which I think would have been... For, for me, sorry to come in there, Sharon. I think that if people had seen the original film, yes. would probably that would that might possibly bring tears to, to yeah. their eyes. But for, oh, yeah, that, for that, that me, is a highlight of the original film. Yeah. yeah. So we both of us sat there not really knowing what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't necessarily a bad thing, was no, it? No, we no, had no was, idea what was coming yeah. next. Because it makes you sort of experience the film um, with new eyes. I'm actually quite interested in this to see how you guys, what you guys thought about it. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I... Again, I thought it was slightly too long. Slightly too long, yeah. It was, and um, when it gets to the end, it's like, oh, get on with it. Just yeah. do what you've got to do and let's, you know, move on. And then and then you said, is there going to be another <laughs> musical number? And I said, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and then they did. And they did. <laughs> they did, yeah. But no, it was enjoyable, wasn't it? I enjoyed yeah, yeah, the, it was, it was, the, again, yeah. the world building. We talk about this, yeah. how they've created yeah. this sort of... Was, it's not a real Arabian no, country. It's just like no. this sort of... But, but, but it was great for me to know. It was great for me to yeah. know the story because I've, I've sort of heard of it and, yeah. and like how the lamp changes from here to there and there to there. Which yes. and, and you know me with my funny things. It did make some of it made quite a lot of sense. Yeah, because you know I, mean? I didn't realise if someone like stole the lamp, mm. they get the they get their wishes. Yeah. They get the three wishes because yeah. I didn't think. I thought once it was Aladdin's lamp that it was his until he'd had his three wishes fulfilled. Yeah. And then it was up for grabs. But people were sort of grabbing it mid, mid-wishes mid and they were having their three wishes. So I was thinking, well, how does that work then? Um, and then if Aladdin got it back, does he go back to yeah. three wishes or does he go back to what? how many wishes he's got left? So I didn't really understand how the mythology... But I, yeah, when they were, at one point when everyone kept grabbing it, I just thought, hang on, how many people can... Everybody wants. Oh, it. okay. It's not yeah. because it's because the original that is an absolute classic of mine. I mean, it's a favorite of mine. I think it's. I, I, I think it is a generation thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think it was one of the first Disney films I remember, I know I watched all the way through, and we would we would pass the videotape around at school. We would watch it over and over again. We knew all the songs: the Prince Ali song, the Prince Ali reprised by Jafar. We, we we knew the words and all that kind of stuff, and also obviously the, the genie originally was played by Robin Williams, and that is just that's kind right. of yes, and that that's a it's a, a performance that a lot of people would tell you that changed animation 
because of the way Robin Williams did it. Like they just put him in a recording booth for a couple of days, let him talk, and then they animated around what he said, as opposed to giving him a script. So, so he, it, it was just great. And it was one of those things that when they said they were going to make this as a live-action movie, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Guys, you might want to leave it alone because Robin Williams. <laughs> and uh, so now they've replaced Robin Williams as a genie with Will Smith. And, With Smith, yeah, yeah, and there, there was a lot of opera online when they showed the first look of this film when they when you saw the genie because I don't think when he's blue, yeah, when he's blue, and they they I don't think they had finished the effects yet, and he didn't. It looked weird. How does it work? How does it end up looking? How does the genie work in the final film? He, I thought he looked quite yeah, he looked, good. He was, actually. he was quite good. I should have met. I mean, obviously, not having seen Aladdin, you are aware of it because you you see it yeah, in pictures, it's like pictures and all things like that. Yeah, yeah, and and I may have seen a little bit you know, a sort of clip of Robin Williams because that is pretty good. But I wouldn't know for definite, but he does do quite a few, you know, Yeah, he does singing and dancing. So, as I say, for me, I would think, because I did actually have a look around and see because there was a few people there and I was looking at people's reactions. Yeah. And I think it's a generation film and I think that some of the people there from that looked at, especially the ladies, yeah. I saw like, Fairly big grins on their faces, you know. They were thinking, oh, "Yes, this is the moment from the film." I always like to yeah. see, always like to see a reaction. So, uh, but the discussion I had, Tozen, it's quite funny with these live-action Disney films, yeah. Because, because I, I, I was sort of put off them because when I went to see, you didn't Maleficent, like Maleficent, did you? I, no. I, Maleficent was she was an evil, evil character. Yeah. But they really toned her down and actually turned her in that film. She they turned her into a nice. Um, yeah, just misunderstood. Sort of just misunderstood. Yeah. And she wasn't misunderstood. She was... She that, was... And that's my era, Tozen, you see. So, yeah, like, yeah. you know, Sleeping Beauty. So, and, and that's so, probably the first Disney film that I really, really remember. So, so Sean, have you, so, have, you uh, ever, have you ever seen Wicked on stage? Uh, no. Okay, then no. You, you might not want to see Wicked on stage then. <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. But, I, I mean, I, so Maleficent put me off. I, the Jungle Book... Was 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 okay. That was okay. I really. Like I mean, Dumbo I haven't book. seen. I haven't. I haven't seen Dumbo because everybody said how awful it was. Yeah, that's, that's the only one I haven't seen actually. But it didn't seem to be at the cinema for very long. Dumbo. No. D- Dumbo, so, Dumbo. I thought was a massive disappointment. Oh, I do. That's a shame. Yeah. I mean, if they do, they might. They, the films I haven't seen are like your Hercules. Um, I, I didn't even go and see. Beauty and the Beast. Did you go see Beauty I and the Beast? I saw Beauty and the Beast. I really enjoyed Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, so I should have given that a chance, maybe. I mean, I would give, now, through seeing Aladdin, I probably yeah. would give some other ones a chance again. Yeah, but and I, I thought I saw Cinderella. I think Cinderella was one of the early big ones, wasn't oh, it? Right. Yeah, Cinderella like was, was, the, was the big one, was yeah. it? And did they follow the... Because, I mean, I obviously remember... From what I remember, I mean, I remember... I've watched some of those early Disney's... Big, um, long time ago so it's sort of dragging into my sort of childhood sort of memories really but i have seen beauty and the beast i've seen the stage version of that and i've other i have seen the cartoon of that once <laughs> but so i yeah, but i enjoyed the live action version but yeah this i i on the whole okay. i enjoyed it i mean yeah, yeah. because i did the only thing i didn't feel to me was as convincing um was the tiger yeah, oh, I, you know, it's funny, right. I was just going to mention I, that. I wasn't sold right. on the tiger. Yeah, I wasn't really. He, he, he was sort of something and nothing, wasn't he? Really? Yeah, I was thinking he was neither, he wasn't really a tiger and he wasn't really, He's sort of it didn't, to me he didn't really quite work no. as a, as a, well, he, creature. As a creature. He, he didn't look right, did he? 
to me it wasn't quite he was a bit cartoony oh, if I that gotcha. makes sense he didn't look like a real tiger there was just something a little off about him to me it didn't because when you uh, when really, there's a tiger me, in a room mm. you know it's a tiger and this you see it and you didn't feel that sort of no. animal presence and it didn't really do much really let's be honest it just it sort of pretty non, licked you know. one person and growled at someone else yeah I know really. that's it basically that's what it did and it's supposed to be I mean you know it's yeah. like a tiger I'd like to you know. <laughs> a few heads get bitten off and stuff yeah. like that you know you, you, uh, that was, Sean that. Sean Disney family film come on <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah that's true that's true but I like yeah. the sorry monkey. about that sorry about that toes yeah, of course I forgot I that I quite like the monkey and I quite like the parrot yeah oh, I did Abu, yeah monkey and the yeah. parrot were quite clever Abu and yeah. Yago so, Abu and Yago were always like they were, they were like the comic relief in the first film they were awesome yeah, yeah. so they're obviously key if you yeah. if you know the obviously say, when you, you see impressed. it you'll go oh yeah, I know just... that moment and that's they've got yeah. that moment but I thought yeah I like the monkey and I like the parrot the title was a bit off but the rest of them I thought everyone played their parts well I thought yeah yeah, they did. And yeah, I, thought, yeah, I agree. Oh, there's no one I thought, hang on a minute, you're obviously like, I'm an actor or an acting. That's right, no one, over, no one overdid part, it. Yeah. I thought they all did it, yeah. they did it well, yeah, I thought. So, so, so what, you, what you're saying is that Guy Ritchie done good? Yes, I yeah. didn't realise it was a Guy Ritchie film until like, so, the, the this, credits yeah, come yeah, up yeah. and I was like, oh. All right. <laughs> so, the, so uh, and at no point does anybody mention the word slag. I don't, not, the right, not when I was there. No, no, not that nice. Maybe London, that was know. in one in the translated. That was bit. in the corrupted, <laughs> that we spoke about earlier. All right, cool. So it sounds like you guys had a good time. How many stars would you give this? I, I, I'm just, for me, I'm, I'm just going to give it a three. because I, I would it was probably okay. say the same because I wasn't emotionally That's invested right. in it. But I would think if you were emotionally invested in it and you had seen the original, you would probably, it would probably, probably be right with Shreya because yeah, it would bring boxes. back, as I say, my little peruse around the crowd when they were singing yeah. there was a couple of ladies there that certainly had big grins on their faces so, hey, hey, yeah, so I did, almost, almost yeah. a nostalgic thing you guys can't see me right now but honestly I had a big smile on my face while you guys were just talking about it I was like oh yeah Yago it'll be great it'll be great when we when you see it and you yeah because yeah, we obviously saw it as complete yeah. novices to this yeah. this particular film so anyone who knows the film and knows those touch points that bring the film to life well yeah you we need your opinion on this toast okay cool good stuff i will go see you but i give it a three as well that is that is my starting point my starting point is how dare you but, but, oh, right, yeah. but I, I start from like, how very dare you make this That's film? Like, yeah, I know. The how very dare you? I mean, I've I've been I've been seeing things. How very, very, very dare they? The talk of Mel Gibson remaking the Wild Bunch. Don't oh. even go there. They don't. Even, that is just like that is cannot happen. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's it. That's like a, that's my my starting point is how very dare you make this film? And I'm hoping that uh-huh. like a bit like the Jungle Book, I'm pleasantly surprised. And not like Dumbo, where I thought, oh my God, what have you done? So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So now we go back to Netflix. We have 10 minutes. And this is the final thing we're going to talk about today. Our final thing we're going to talk about today. So we always try and put in like one of the original, the original content that is made by either Netflix or Amazon Prime. We want to have that. We want to have um, uh, things that might have been in the cinema. But the whole idea is that we haven't, we couldn't have seen it before. And if we're going to talk about TV series, we want to talk about, some, we want to talk about an entire season of a TV series. And Sean, you have fulfilled that requirement and you have seen the entire first season of a Netflix original. I have, yes, I have. And that that original is Bojack Horseman. Bojack Horseman. (laughs) Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
so, so yeah, I, it's basically the story. Yeah, go on, go on, Toast. I was going to say, gonna say? I just wanna, first, first up, no pressure, but I really, really like this show. So, <laughs> okay. Is it like oh, you've seen it as well? Is yeah, it like Mr. Good. Ed? Well, no, no. It, it's. <laughs> I don't know it's, anything about horses. It's, it's, it's basically, um, as I say, well, well still, basically, it's like a, a faded. Yeah, he's like a fadey's nineties um, TV soap. He sort of was in a, in a, yeah, in a, you know, it was like in a sitcom a in the nineties. Everybody loved sitcom, the nineties yeah. sitcom, and of think, course, so, it's all something, faded, something like so. Full House or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines with different people in the fan. But what's really interesting with this is. You got Bojack Horseman, and he is a horse, you know. And then you've got real life people, but you've got like his his um, his agent, agent is a because he's yeah his agent is a like a cat, and yeah. you've got like a newsreader that's like a humpback whale. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you've got just normal people in there as well, and you've got so they're all interacting there's, together. There's some great characters, yeah. There's like you know Diane. It's all about him trying to trying to do his autobiography, but he needs ghostwriter. <laughs> so so and it's yeah, I mean. As I say, I, as the first episodes, it was I, I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I was sort of thinking, "Well, what is it?" But I carried on and I carried on, and I don't know what it is, but there is something about it, Tozin, that makes you want to watch the next yeah. episode. It's really, yeah. really strange. I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but it was. I just thought, "Oh, I'll watch the next one, see what happens there." And yeah. because it's not like a smash bang in your face, like "Whoa, no. that's so good!" and that, but it's just something that I, I felt I wanted to watch. So. Because there's some really, really interesting characters in there. There's a, a lot of interesting characters in there. Yeah, I think I, you know, and old Mr. Peanut Butter. Oh, Mr. Peanut Butter. Uh, Mr. He, Peanut he, Butter. He's a dog. He's yeah, he's a bit. Yeah, I'm not really keen on him much. He's a bit, bit too much. But, well, know, I, yeah, I think so. I think that that is essentially the point of the character. The point of the character. So uh, it's but but okay. Going back to <laughs> going, going back to what you were saying, Sean, about how you start watching it and. It is. It's. I think it's a very, very well-made show. This was one of the first Netflix originals. It was one of the first. It was. I think it was definitely the first animated Netflix show. So, Mister the Bojack Horseman, his and his voiced by Will Arnett, who also voices the Lego Batman, and it's. Uh, and it's set in this sort of fictional Los Angeles that is filled with all these anthropomized animals as. Anthropomorphify, oh, I can't whatever that word means that they're like animals. We know what you mean. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. And it's it's filled with all these animals, and all, but also still has humans in it, and it's really a satire on the whole showbiz thing. So yeah, it's a satire on the whole showbiz thing. And BoJack, as Sean said, had his heyday in the '90s, and he's not sort of like scrabbling about for bit parts. He's still rich because he still has a really really big house in the Beverly Hills. Uh, he has um, he. He, but he doesn't have like a purpose. He doesn't have like a hit show anymore. And the, the show that he had, which was called Horsing Around, was his big thing. And he still he keeps trying to live his relieve his glory days. But this doesn't. This is possibly one of the most truthful shows about what life in Hollywood is actually yeah. like. Even though yeah. it has a horse as its lead character, so very superficial. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot of characters. They're massive, yeah. massively superficial. They, um, there's like the amount of drugs and drink and how the number of people who you know that are just mentally, they're just very, very unhealthy in this place. It is, and I know exactly what you were saying about how you, you start watching it and you go, well, there wasn't really any big thing. There wasn't really any big thing we were pushing towards, but I'll watch the next episode. I'll watch the next episode. I'll watch the, and before you know it, you've watched the whole season. And I think there's, yeah. There's, yeah. there's four seasons of it now. I've watched every single episode. 
and I'm just oh really, wow yeah I'm really really impressed. is it is it is it does it say pretty consistent is it are they, is it still good yeah, the rest, rest, of the, rest of the seasons? Yeah, I think the rest of the seasons are really, really good. I cool. think the way they develop some of the characters is really interesting. Like, you know you know the character of Todd? So Todd, yeah, yeah. Todd, yeah, he's Todd, like that, yeah, yeah. Todd is this sort of stoner who lives on Bojack Horseman's couch. Yeah. And he just, yeah, he just, just crashes. Yeah, just crashes. He just crashes and he, he doesn't really have a thought in his head. But where they go with Todd, I think is actually quite interesting. And they 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 come they combat a lot of the scandals that have hit. There's there's an episode coming up later, Sean, that you're going to be watching it and you're going to be thinking Harvey Weinstein. Oh right, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So they're still they're still they're still making it then. They're still making it, yeah, because when the fourth oh, season cool. ended, they're they're going to have to make another one. And I think people love the show. It's a people. It's like critically rated. And I just, I just think it's a really, I think it's a great show. I think the interaction between the characters is awesome, and I think the way it tackles issues such as um, mental health and abuse and all that kind of stuff is quite good. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I tell you, the episode that I really liked was when his ghostwriter Diane. I think Diane, am I right? Is yeah, Diane. Diane, Diane Nguyen. Yeah. And and he goes to visit their family. She goes, "Oh, I've got to go." And he pops in, and there's like a couple of twins. She's got like brothers and yeah. stuff. And they're like, "Hey, Mojack, you know, hey, you're yeah, right. and they yeah. sort of hits it off and pretty good. I, I I quite liked that episode, and I thought that episode was uh, well. A few of the episodes were, were, were pretty good, but that one particularly because there are actually characters like that. I've actually known. I, I know that sounds weird. Those twins, you know, Diane's twins. Yeah, I've actually met twin brothers. Yeah, met characters that are really similar to that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, so I wonder. Hopefully, they probably pop in it again. Will they in some future seasons? Or well, I'm. I'm they turn up. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to tell, tell me. I'm not going to tell. All oh, right. Okay. You, you, no, you, need, that's you, need, right. To, you need to watch. I need watch to watch and find out. But it's. Yeah, uh, it's okay. But how many stars would you give Bojack Horseman? Uh, well, I'd have to give it because I mean, it's really strange that you just want to keep watching them. Yeah. Because as I say. They're not like I don't know, but I'm going to give it a four because so, yeah. I did like it. I did like it. I give it a four. I would surprising, surprisingly liked it, you know. And and it is very subtle and it's very clever. It and, is. Yeah. It is. It is very subtle. It is very clever. And I don't think they do it so much in season one, but there are some bits in the later seasons that are actually genuinely heartbreaking. That are. Oh wow. Yeah, that are genuinely heartbreaking. Like you're watching it and you're thinking, oh wow, that, sheesh. It's it's not your straightforward comedy show. There's bits where you you get invested in the lives of these characters. I mean, his his agent, Princess Caroline, who's a Persian cat, where she where she goes with it. There's okay. I'll I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler in a in a future a future episode. There's a bit where she starts dating a mouse, and oh wow, and when she, when she meets <laughs> That's her, she's going to be interested. Yeah, yeah, and when she meets his family. It's just kind of like a whoa! It's like it's like an <laughs> allegory bomb that just goes off where she meets his family. It's, oh wow! It's like oh, alleg- okay. you're like thinking, oh my god, this could be that, that could be that, that whoa! <laughs> so I uh, yeah, I, I would agree with you. It's a four. It's it's to be honest yeah. with you, I, the I would I would almost go five with BoJack Horseman. Oh, the, the, wow. the the problem okay. the problem is just that it's it. The, it's if, if you ask me to say, oh, why should I watch Bojack Horseman? I couldn't give you a, oh, well, because of X, Y, Z. It's like, yeah, I, I couldn't. It, it just sort of like seeps in and then it just hangs around you. And I know, it's weird, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird it's, that you have to just you think, oh, I just watch the next mm-hmm. next step. Because with Netflix, what's really good, they, they have like the next episode in like four seconds or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. 
and yes. and, and then you get the skip intro and it's like oh, I thought, oh yeah yeah I just wow four and then it sort of comes in you think oh I just watched this one and then it's like oh I just I just watched yeah. this one oh why don't you get them do some washing up oh no oh, I just watched this one it's only yeah. they're only what twenty four minutes long or something yeah yeah that's and that's another thing so that's, yeah but yeah. look yeah but really really yeah uh, really really like the show really like the show. All right, cool. So all that's left now is to say who has won this week. I think it's a little bit obvious, but the winner this yeah, week... Yeah, I think it's probably... <laughs> the winner this week by... Uh, well, it's this is a whopping... It's a whopping 1.7 points. With, by whopping 1.7 points or 1.7 stars or whatever you want to call it is... Netflix. Netflix. Yes. It's got to be, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I think. I think this 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 week, Netflix absolutely, yeah. absolutely kicked ass. Yeah. Yeah. Expression. Yeah. It was. I'm sure, it did. It's fours across the board. For yeah, Netflix was just fours across the board to, this week, and it's uh, it's uh, yeah. But I, I think it's good. I think we had a good selection. So if you're watching on Netflix this week, you could do you could do very very much worse than watching Swimming with Men, The Wife, or BoJack Horseman. So, um, with that, I think I'd have, I need to let you guys go. All that's left to say is a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. That was my Aladdin, that was my Aladdin bursting into song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard it. Yeah. I, I, I picked up a little bit of a whole new world in there. I picked up a little bit of a whole new... And so, I think what, what we're going to do, Sean, is because Sharon said stuff about, you know, when she was reviewing something with men, how it's good for men to yeah. go do things alone with men. So next week, you and me yes. go to the cinema and leave Sharon at home. How about that? Cool. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> cool. I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks very much, guys. All right, mate. See you next week. Bye.